1: on the Live Paranormal Radio Network and iHeartRadio.com. We're also on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, iVox. The list goes on and on. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interface minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host in Los Angeles and beyond. I'm a performing and creative artist, and I come to you live from my home in Southern California uh, at 3 o'clock for you uh, at, at every Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, this show is about everything that lives beyond the three dimensions. So whether you want to talk about God, life after death, or you think there's a Loch Ness Monster in your above-ground swimming pool, it belongs here on Haunted Playground. And every week, I gather folks that I believe to be the brightest and loveliest and most beautiful minds and hearts and souls and both the spiritual and the paranormal communities, and we talk about everything that goes bump in the night. Um, these next folks are wonderful. They were recommended to me by my friend Dustin Perry uh, and my friend Christopher St. Booth, both of whom have been here many times, both of whom I love very much, two of my favorite para guys. And uh, anyway, they are the uh, co-founders of Parasycon. They have a Parasycon number four is coming up later this month. May 19th to 21st. Please welcome Greg and Kathy. Frederick, how are you guys? It's so um, wonderful to have you here on the show, and uh, it's great to have you. And uh, I totally botched your last name. It's Faketic. That is completely my fault because I was trying to do nine things at once, and that's what happens when you engineer your own show from your iPhone. Hello, my friends. Welcome.
2: Our last names like Smith or anything like that is a little bit complicated to pronounce, so we get that all the time. No worries, no
0: worries Did at all. Right at end, yes. Did I get it right
1: at the end, though, Faketic? Can I get it right at the end?
0: Yes. Um, okay. You, you know what? The name, was, name is Black, I was... so I been thinking about changing the name to Black. That's, but then Greg <laughs> Black. Just,
1: exactly. Greg Black just doesn't exactly. play, so. You can change it to uh faketic and then it would be even more difficult. But then no, he was, he was like right. befitting of people who run a Um Yeah, sometimes I'm dealing with a technical error while I'm trying to deal with introductions. And so that's what happened. But I'm glad I got it right. And now I will never forget it because of that. Um, so welcome, <laughs> both of you. And um, I'm so excited that you're doing this. You come so highly recommended by so many people that I love. Oh,
0: um, thank you. Why the paranormal?
1: How did, this, how did this happen that you guys fell into this beautiful community?
0: Well, um, I I just loved it when I was growing up. You know, I used to read everything I could get my hands on, you know, about Bigfoot, aliens, Loch Ness Monster. And it's just something that always intrigued me. So it's always been like a hobby of mine.
2: And then for me, I grew up in a haunted house, and I'm very intuitive. Um, So as I got older, it just intrigued me. And then when Greg and I met, we were like, oh we're both interested in that, let's explore.
1: That's fantastic. Um, so I grew up in a haunted house, too. Mine was very uh, Amityville conjuring, negative, scary, scary. Um, what was yours like, Kathy, and how has that
2: affected how you are as an adult person? Well, when I was younger, um, there were things that happened. It never felt um, evil in any way. Uh, So it was nothing of anything that I was, like, terrified of. But there were things that would happen. And, of course, when I would tell my mom, uh, my mom would always uh, try to rationalize it and say it's just my imagination. And I knew it wasn't my imagination. And as I got older, that's what really intrigued me into the paranormal because I thought, okay, that stuff you know that wasn't my imagination those things really happened what is it um and you asked what type of things uh happened there were you know you you, you had yeah. to hear music what kind of you'd thing? hear yeah music I would feel somebody sit on the bottom of my bed in the middle of the night um tapping on the walls uh voices you know the the usual
1: <laughs> but, but you didn't think that was scary as a kid like i I mean, maybe there's something wrong with me, but that kind of stuff, I mean, we had that plus a lot of other stuff. But, I mean, that, that kind of stuff creeped me
2: out. I mean, I didn't ever want to be alone in that house. Yeah, and it did scare me. I mean, yeah, definitely it scared me. It scared me enough that I would run to my mother, but my mother was always like, oh, it's just your imagination, and she would smooth it over. But it wasn't like a every single day type of thing either. So, it, you know, and and it just seemed like the normal regular hauntings that a lot of people experience. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? Well,
1: I think a lot more people experience than we talked about when I was a kid. I mean, that was for sure. I mean, now I think yeah. you just... I mean, I remember even after we moved here, the the house that I lived in was in Baltimore, the really scary house. But I mean, even after we moved here, Um, where I live now in Huntington Beach, which is now I've just discovered called Huntington Beach by a lot of people. Um, A lot of my friends would come over and sort of whisper the stories of their haunted houses to my mom because she was Mm -hmm. the kind of mom that you could talk about that with, you know? Um, So it's not, I mean, it's just recently, kids now just talk about it like it's no big deal. But when I was a kid, you
2: didn't go around telling the neighbors the house was haunted. Oh, absolutely not. And I think that's why my mom covered up everything and made it uh, appear as if it was our imagination and everything. But one thing I will tell you that scared me worse than those things that happened in the house, and that was my intuitive um, nature about me where I could uh, predict things through my dreams. Now, that terrified me. Because I would go to sleep and I would actually have visions during uh, you know the night, and I would wake up and I would know know that they were not dreams; they were actually going to be things that happened were going to happen, and they did. That terrified me more than any anything that happened in the house. Oh,
1: I, I can imagine. Yeah, and it's probably a lot of why things happened in that house too, right? I mean, you were you were sort of a beat. both. My mom and I had that, and I like for it, right? My my father's mm-hmm. negativity combined my mom's uh, unadmitted psychic ability and my untapped psychic ability um, just sort Mm -hmm. of lift that house on. Um, Because she used to say everywhere we lived was haunted. That was just the worst of them all. Um, This place where I live Mm -hmm. now, where we moved when I was 13 is on an Indian burial ground and I go way out of my way to ward this place. So there isn't any activity here because I don't, I don't want it in my house. I'll go out to your house and investigate yours, but please don't bring it back here. But it's interesting what you said about how the two of you kind of came together. And that was sort of the bond was the fact that you guys, you know, both love the paranormal. I think we we find that right. That people who are fascinated with the paranormal, it's not like now where there's all these shows, you can talk to anybody about it. I mean, it's those of us that grew up with it. It's, it's kind of a sacred thing. And, um, I think it's wonderful that uh that you guys found each other and found this, you know. Greg, did you ever have any experiences or did you just love it just learning about it?
0: Uh I didn't have my first experience until I was like 40. Um and that that was just a couple years before I met Kathy. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, it, it was scary because I was sleeping at my uh sister's house she lived in Missouri and I was just going through a divorce. Um, and I was out there staying in her creepy bedroom. It, she had doll faces all oh. the walls, which, you know, wasn't yeah. very Wall. pleasant. Yeah, yeah doll, dolls are not, you know, no. <laughs> I could do without dolls. But, uh, you know, yeah. it was Christmas time. There were a whole bunch of uh, Christmas presents in, in the, the corner of the room. And in the middle of the night, it sounded like somebody was rummaging through the, the packages and the gifts looking for their present. It's um, so like I got bolted out of bed, turned on the light switch, and obviously there was nothing there. But I did have other relatives that experienced the same thing in, in that be- bedroom. But that was my first experience.
1: Wow. And, and was it what you thought it would be like? I mean, did you think your first – did you love it? Was it creepy? Was it both? Um,
0: you know, did you feel the way you thought you'd
1: feel after probably wanting to have one for so many years?
0: I mean, it was exciting. It really didn't bother me because I just went back to sleep. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it intrigued me. You know, that stuff's always intrigued me. Uh, In fact, I did my first investigation in 91, um, but that was my first experience. Uh, And it was, it was, Really cool. I I enjoyed it, and it just got got me hooked more. Um, so since then, I have tons of experiences that, and it's it's mo- yeah. most of it is amazing and it's intriguing and it's not really frightening. Mm. <laughs> no, but it because I mean that's what we do. So that's what we're right. looking for. Right, right, right,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I mean I think you. You get used to it. It's what you expect. And like I said, I'm all good with it as long as it's not happening in my home. Because if it's happening in Mm -hmm. my home, then it becomes like a little, you know, I get a little PTSD from the childhood. Um, I don't want it where I live. Like I have, you know, friends and clients that are like, oh, you know what? I was doing a Ouija board in my house. And I'm like, oh, why? But some people do it, right? The ghost box, the pendulum in their own home like, I don't know, why not just leave the door open and invite the coyotes in? I mean, you know what I mean? At that point, I don't understand why you would do that. But if that's your choice and you really want to do it in your house, then that's your business and I'll I'll support what you do. But I always warn people, it's so much smarter to do somewhere else and then come home to your place that's safe. Um, Mm -hmm, Because you do pick up energy. Even doing like a like ParasiteCon, right? I mean, when you're around that many people for a weekend, um, especially if you're intuitive, right, Kathy? You pick up a lot
2: of energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I agree with you about not investigating in our own home. We've never done that, and we have no intentions of doing that. And I yeah. like going somewhere else. Because I've had enough of my own experiences to know I don't need to do it here.
0: And we actually, when we first met, I, I was living in a house by myself that was actually pretty haunted. Uh, so we were having a lot of stuff going on there, and we never investigated it. You know, when something would happen, we would just be like, oh, it's just Eleanor, you know, yeah. former um, owner of the home. So and.
2: And we'd leave it at that. But, you know, what's kind of cool is we ended up renting out that house because we've built, um, we rented out the house, and Greg went over to the house to talk with the uh, new renters, and they asked him, is this house haunted? (laughs) So he did proceed to, you know, he said, you know, well, first he said, why will you move out if it is? And they said no, and they they said all of the same things that we were experiencing in the house before we left.
1: Right. Because it doesn't change, right? So, so I'll tell you a story. So my parent, my mom grew up in a huge kind of colonial house on a huge amount of grounds in upstate New York. And she was adopted. My grandparents bought it in the 20s, and he started living there when she was. they fostered her in 1945. So she had things happen on that property, not just spirit stuff happening in that very old house, but also um, UFO stuff. And this was before we really talked about a high amount of UFO activity in the Hudson River Valley because it was, you know, the 40s. But growing up, she would tell me, right. including once she believed a ship, she saw a ship hovering over the barn. They had two identical dogs, Nip and Tuff, two shepherds. And one day, Tuff disappeared and Nip was terrified and never the same. And it was the same night that she saw that light. So mm. lo and behold, years, years later, I find out that these folks that run this metaphysical church actually bought that property and brought their church to it. So I called them and said, hey, guess what? My mom grew up in your house. Would you want to come do my show? And we started talking about activity on the premises. And I told them the things my mom had gone through there in the 40s and 50s. And guess what? The same stuff is still happening now. Hopefully no dogs is disappearing. They're having the same earth spirit stuff, the same UFO stuff. It's all still happening Because when it's rooted in a place, right, it's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter who lives there. Now, there are other kind of hauntings, right, that are attached to people or to objects. That's a whole different thing. Those move with wherever the object of the person is. But a haunted place is a haunted place. And um, Mm -hmm. it just gets more haunted over time. It just builds more memories,
0: right? Yep. Right.
1: But I get you about the about the not i mean i don't want to know what's in the house as a matter of fact i have in my garage a box of cameras that i need know i need to put around my house security cameras but i'm I'm scared of like what are they going to pick up like if i see some you know deceased native american spirits walking up and down the backyard i don't know well i'm going to go to sleep at night because i still have stuff from that house so it's um it's an interesting thing that we all live with and we're just starting to get used to being able to talk about it, right? I I think it's probably good and bad that your mom didn't want you to talk about it. My mom talked about it with me but told me I could never tell any of my friends. And I think she's smart Mm -hmm. because, you know, then you become the crazy people house. But I think it's also hard growing up. So, Kathy, when did you come to terms with your own gifts and start to feel good about them?
2: I started feeling good about them probably in my uh, um, mid to late 30s the um, you, you, you know, the gifts still worked throughout my life, and there were times that I appreciated the gifts. I, there's one situation that comes to my mind. Um, I it was a, probably mid-20s, and I lived in an apartment. And I was a chain smoker at the time. I haven't smoked since 90, 92. But um, I was a chain smoker, and there was a store on the main floor where you could buy cigarettes so I got up one day because you know I was out of cigarettes and I went to my door to leave and I smelled my grandmother's perfume real strong and I had this this feeling of no go sit in the living room so I went and I sat in the living room and I could still smell the perfume and quite a while went by and all of a sudden the perfume dissipated and I had that feeling of okay you're all right. You can go now. So I got up and I went down to the store and it was roped off because the clerk in the store had just been shot because it was being robbed. So when you, when you have people, you have spirits that are protecting you and taking care of you. um, You know, it's a blessing. And I've had a lot of experiences like that, where I know that my, my spirit guides and family have been with me and helping me through my journey. Um, True. but it was probably late mid to late 30s and then i expanded on that into um, reiki healing i'm a, a reiki master and then i did a uh, certified uh four certifications in mountain magic and i'm a shaman practitioner so i just kind of from there just kind of expanded and i'm loving every minute of it
1: so beautiful and i'm loving that you're loving it i think Coming into uh, your own gifts and then using them is the most beautiful thing ever, right? I mean, I'm so, so glad I do this work. I wish I had done it my whole life. I always just kind of did it on the down low because that's how my mom did it.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish I'd come right out
1: of the closet from the get-go and uh, and done the work the whole time. Um, I do what I can hey. to mentor young people to do that.
2: I agree with you. I kind of feel that way from time to time. But then I have to remember, no, I, I came into this when I was supposed to. Um, because Absolutely. early on, I, I like I said, I was terrified of the dreams, the visions. So I, you know, would pray on, take it away. I don't like it. You know, it scares me. I don't want it. And it did go away for quite a while until one day I was like, okay, it's time for me to ask for it back. I'm not so scared. And it did. Yeah. It did come back. But it didn't come back full force. It came back very slowly, so it was manageable. And I know yeah. you can understand. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, what is it the uh, the Christians say, right, God doesn't give you more than you can handle? You know, it's the same with your gifts. You tell spirit, this is how much or how little I want. Now I'm just like, bring it on. Just give it all to me. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take what I get. You know
2: what, I don't, I don't I don't. Uh... <laughs> See, that's exactly how so I take... feel. Like go, let's go. Yeah, but I will hype
1: up now. Yeah, bring it on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what do you yep. do, Kathy? To protect yourself. Like if you're doing something like Parasycon, um, are there things that you do to protect yourself before you need to be around that many energies?
2: Typically, I just say a prayer, but I also have a ritual that I go through, um, kind of like a bubble ritual, I guess you would call it, where I reach out yes. uh, to, you know, to the light, and I actually circle it around my body, and I'll step into it, and then that right. circle doesn't break. Until I break it. Beautiful,
1: right? And what about, uh, Greg? What about you? Does Kathy have you doing protection things for yourself as well, or do you before? investigating or being around large groups of psychic people or?
0: Nope. Uh I don't do anything. Um, I've never done anything. There was one time that I did an investigation at a house, and uh, Kathy wasn't with me at that time, and I didn't like what was going on there. So I called her up, and I'm like, give me a prayer. That's <laughs> so what I can do. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, I – I don't do anything. Um, I've never had anything uh, follow me home or attached to me. And Good. I, you know, at the Ohio State Reformatory, I am there all the time because I'm the lead paranormal investigator there, and I manage all the private ghost hunts that are there. So I'm there oh, with wow. all the groups.
1: To it a lot.
0: Oh yeah, I'm exposed to it. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, it, it's and you know the the busy season's coming up. I think I've done about 25 this year already, uh, and my busy months June. I've got like 18 of them uh, just in the m- month of June. So you know we're there all the time. I was there Sunday night. Kathy and I will be there this Friday night, and then I'll be back there on Sunday night. And so it, it's yeah. like my second okay. home.
2: Yeah, and if so you, and you stay, didn't know, I'm, I'm the paranormal program manager out at uh, the Ohio State Reformatory, so I am also out there all the time. But what I, what I do when I'm going out there for work, I just shut down. Yeah. It's like a switch off.
1: I, I understand. I I, I I sort of think of it like we, we spend a certain amount of time in our spiritual cells and a certain amount of time in our earth cells. So when I have yeah. to go into something, I don't to deal with, I just sort of go into my earth self, Mm -hmm. Um, try to use my intellect more than my emotions and do more earthbound thinking. And I think that really helps. Even sometimes around giant groups of people, I I will tell you that um, sometimes I do have to do a little work to dial my empathy back. Mm-hmm. around lots of people. I think especially people who know that you're a healer, right, because you walk in the room and they're like, oh, heal me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like one of my best friends became a nurse in her 40s, and she basically sent mm-hmm. a letter out to all of us saying, look, I love you all, and I'm always here for you, and I'm always happy to answer a question, but I can't be the person that you call every time something goes wrong before you even call your doctor. You know, like basically said, look, you know what I mean? I, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And I I sort of feel like it's that way, too, when people know that you're a healer, that their energy, even if they're not actually physically asking you about things, they're looking at you from across the room like, can you heal me? And sometimes that can be, um, it can be tea depleting, right? So you have to kind of put up um, screens and filters and things that I wouldn't normally do in my life if I didn't have to as a necessity. Some people just naturally put walls up. And, and but I'm not like that kind of person. I've had to learn to be that person to protect mm-hmm. my gifts especially in, in larger crowds. And now with COVID and having not been around people for so long, right, we're learning to have to redo it again.
2: Mhm. You know, you, you you just sparked something in me as you were talking about how you had to, you know, pretty much teach yourself. Look at the difference between our, our moms. My mom was explaining it every way she can so that I would shut down from it, and your mom was opening it up. So maybe that's why yes. I do it so naturally without even thinking. Because I do yes. have people that ask how can I do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I just do it. You know. So maybe yeah. maybe that, that was something that was taught to me very, very young, and I didn't even realize it.
1: Yeah, and maybe that was a good thing. I mean, I think it, My mm-hmm. mom brought this up to me once, I was maybe in my 30s, that somehow she thought maybe she had done me a disservice by the fact that we were, she was so open and we were so close and I could ask anything I wanted in the house because then I went mm-hmm. into the world and it was like a culture shock that the world wasn't like that. <clears throat> she said sometimes that she wished that maybe she should have done more things to protect me from the world. Because I just kinda of had to learn that every situation was not gonna be like it was. I mean, still to this day I think, Oh God, I thought that was gonna be like my relationship with my mom and it's not you know what I mean? I'm still still <laughs> trying to like still trying to get that back. Um but yeah, I, I do think that maybe it's good that you were taught more easily how to shut everything down. Um I think I
2: think we're all taught the way that we we personally are supposed to be taught. So you know, and I agree. You know, so the way your mom taught you was exactly how you needed it. Whereas the way my mom taught exactly. me was the way I may not have been able to survive. I who knows if if I if it look how yeah. just the little bit that I had in my early twenties freaked me out so bad I wanted it gone. So um, yeah, yeah, I think we just we get what we're supposed to get when we get it
1: yeah I completely agree with you 100 percent. I think that um uh but I also think that the world has changed around us right we probably didn't growing up ever think we would be in situations in our lives where we would be able to use our gifts as much openly or be able to have a paranormal place to investigate every weekend or be able to have conventions to go to with hundreds of other people. I mean, I think that was something that we didn't even fathom when we were young. So it's Mm -hmm. it's a whole new thing to get used to. Um, I also think people to live a lot more shut down lives. Now you go Mm -hmm. on Twitter, you go on TikTok, you learn about every famous person you ever knew and what their lives are like. People are talking about feelings all the time. We didn't really grow up in that world. So, um, Maybe kids now, I just found a hundred, it's kids now, maybe kids now grow up with an automatic built-in filter that we didn't mm-hmm. grow up with because we had no idea we were going to be exposed to so much.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, back you know, in the day.
1: Was... Every, somebody cries, right? Every paracadre I've ever been to, somebody melts down because I think it just, it's too much. It's so much Mm -hmm. openness and so much energy, and somebody's unprepared for it. And you go in the bathroom and somebody's crying. Um, Not bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like, wonderful awakening crying. But somebody gets really touched by all of the energy and all of the emotion uh, to the point where it becomes a little overwhelming for them. Probably in the long run a good thing because we need – I think we need more openness and we need more more of that. How did you two – did you two, how did you decide to put this thing together? Is it, was it because um, working at the haunted locations every weekend and that it just seemed like a natural
0: um, a
1: expansion from there? Great. So,
0: did it actually started back in 2017. Um, Kathy and I have our own paranormal team. And uh, at the time, we no, – no, we didn't even have it. We weren't even managing it there. Uh, but uh, we had a, a former team member whose son was uh, tragically killed in an auto accident. So we had a haunted location that we had access to. It was an old abandoned hospital. So we actually did a benefit ghost hunt there uh, for her. And to help with funeral expenses and everything, and we did re- really well. Um, and that was kind of like our our first uh, sort of like event that that we got involved with. And then because of that, we decided, hey, you know that was a success. Let's do a an event. So we did our first event back in 2017. Uh, and we called it the Old Saint Joseph Hospital Psychic and Paranormal Fair, and we did that in 2017, 2018 at our abandoned hospital. But then we had to shut the hospital down because it was just getting too hazardous inside the building. And uh, right, sure. And after we did that, um, oh. the Ohio State Reformatory uh, then approached me to if our team would be the resident paranormal team there and uh so because of that too and besides at that time i was already the lead paranormal investigator for the the reformatory so based on the team moving down there and me being the lead investigator we just said hey can we do our event down here and they're like sure so we did our first parasite con there in 2019.
2: yeah one other thing about our events i think joseph uh, and at OSR, we keep none of the money. All of the profit from uh, the events goes, well, when we were at St. Joseph's, it went to four different um, uh, charities. Uh, charities. Went to uh, four different charities. We didn't keep any of the money. Plus, we did a food drive uh, and a pet supply drive. Uh, when we came down, down to uh, OSR, um, Ohio State Reformatory, uh, we all of the money that we've raised goes back into the restoration of the Mansfield uh Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society.
0: Wow. So that's but that's, that's a brief of, of the parasite on
1: That's crazy, right? It's amazing.
0: Yep, it's we're all about giving.
2: Mhm. Yeah, even with our team, our team, we don't charge anything, and our, we don't go in there to prove anything. We go in there to make people feel comfortable in their home or business again. Oh, I
1: love and that. Sometimes,
2: yeah, sometimes Mhm.
1: Yeah, so. that, that is a it is a thing. It's it's like I said. It's and I say to people all the time, when I say some things, it's it's one because I teach a workshop called "Are You Haunted." Because that's what I call, like, if you've ever had a paranormal experience, a spiritual awakening, a ufology experience, whatever, you are forever after that different. And I call it being haunted. That um, it's, it's one thing to go out and look for it somewhere and have an experience and then go, wow, that was interesting. It's another thing mm-hmm. to have something in your home, in your, in your business, in a family member's home. In a sacred space where it doesn't belong and where you can't get away from it, that's a whole different
2: thing. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of private homes, and uh, the vast majority of them are, are not haunted. Uh, you know, but obviously, you know, the, they don't realize it. They just know they got stuff going on that they can't explain. So, well, like Kathy said, we don't go in there to prove. The existence of uh, ghosts or the afterlife. There's plenty of teams out there that you know are trying to do that. We just go in to make them feel comfortable in their homes and businesses.
2: And if it means that making them feel comfortable with logical reasons as to why things are happening, such as electrical um, malfunctions in, you know, the wiring or even a gas leak. Hey, you know what? We're helping them, and that's what it's all about. Because these houses that we went into, we were able to find what the root of the real problem is. Once they fixed that, they never had any issues, and they're happy. They're living their lives comfortably in their home.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. How often do you think, think, especially with homes, let's talk about private residence. How often do you think that people think something is haunted and and it actually isn't? For you, Greg, like what's the percentage, do you think, of homes that actually you actually find
0: something? I, I would have to say out of all the homes that, that we've done, probably between 50 and 75% of the homes uh, are that we... Or are not? That are not haunted. That oh, we can okay. find lots of explanation.
2: And I would say it's on the higher end of that scale. Wow. Okay. I mean, and now I that, think
0: that, that oftentimes, I'm sorry. On. No. good. times, go they're
1: on. disappointed when they discover it's not haunted. Because I think a lot of people want their homes to be
0: haunted. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I agree with you. Some of them are. Some of them are like, well, we don't care what what you say. We know it's haunted, and you know what? And and it could be because obviously we're not there for days and days and days and days you know what, we're there for an evening or a night. And as you know, stuff doesn't happen all the time. But if we can find logical explanations, like Kathy and I just uh, did the house just a little while back. Uh, She was terrified, and she really believed her house was haunted. And the two areas where she was having the issues was uh, while she was sitting on her sofa and while she was in her bed. Well, both of those areas, had really, really uh bad uh, electrical components there, let's put it that way. And it was okay. putting off such a high EMF uh that it was crazy. It's like no wonder she was getting paranoid and getting headaches and nauseated and stuff like that. And uh, you know, we just told her, get rid of that stuff or, you know, move it and then let us know. I mean if it if things don't get better, we'll come back. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, that, you know, there are the times that a, a lot – whenever I interview somebody prior to going to their house, my quest, last question is always, what are you expecting to get out of us coming out there? And the, I yeah. would say probably 90% of them say, I just want to know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. and And they are not because they are experiencing things. Right. That's the thing. They are experiencing things. It's just that, you know, some of them have logical explanations as to what they're experiencing. And then, obviously, there are some that, you know, we have crazy things happening and we have no logical explanation besides, mm -hmm. you know.
2: And then we just coach them a little bit on what they can do to, because, believe it or not, well, no, you would believe it, Uh, (laughs) the the people that, that their houses are haunted they don't mind. They're just like, okay, I just want to coexist. I just want to learn, you know, I need to find out how to live with this. And so we, we kind of coach them on how to uh, live with that by, you know, communicating with the spirit that's there. And I'm not talking about getting Ouija boards out and stuff like that for anybody who's listening. I'm talking about just speaking and saying, hey, listen, you got to knock it off. You're, you're I don't mind that you're here, but you're scaring me or you're scaring my children. And, uh, that seems to
0: work really well right. and and but let me also add to that we haven't come across anything negative or demonic no. Mm-mm. Um, now, kathy and I have been on paranormal teams since two thousand and five, and uh, we have n- never come across a- anything, even though we do have you know some clients that do claim that there there's demonic stuff going on, but even you know, even those have logical explanations um but, I mean, one of the worst places that we ever went to, uh, I did not like this house. It was a private residence, and they were having a lot of stuff going on. I just wanted to get out of the house. I, I did not like it. But uh, we captured an EVP where uh, the voice was actually identified as their deceased grandfather. And, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. that's how clear it was. You know, so he was there, and all we told him to do is say, hey, you know, tell him that uh, you're scaring him. Uh, and that, you know, he needs to stop it. And, gosh, that's that was 2007, seven. and they
2: haven't had any issues. And they since. still live there. Wow. Yeah. And then if we yeah. do have clients come to us and they say, oh, my house is, you know, it's got demons in it and it's this and that and everything, and they insist on it, we, if it does have demons in it, number one, we are not equipped to deal with that. That is not what what we do. Yeah. So we would recommend them to, uh, you know, look for clergy to come out to start with. And then um, the fact that there are some demonologists out there that would come out, you know, they could could also go that avenue. Um, But we are not equipped to deal with that, and I would never even attempt dealing with a demon. Yeah,
1: and everything's not a demon, right? We're so into demons Right. right now.
2: Right, right. Every television, on, but it's not a demon. Hey, Sheena, I need to leave the um, the the show right now. I have a class that I need to get to, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on. This has really been enjoyable. I I, I wish I could stay for more conversation, but I, I have to go to my Zoom class. Uh, it's my shaman training. So I do need to attend that. But Greg is here so what, and I trust
1: you are both wonderful and we're going to wrap up like just in a minute so let me let you go and I'll finish up with Greg. Greg, tell me what Perfect. we can expect at Parasiticon.
0: Okay, well Parasiticon it's held at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, May 19th to the 21st. Now, the cool thing about our event is that you pay one admission into the Ohio State Reformatory, which is a historical museum. Uh, for those people that have seen Shawshank Redemption, the movie, that is the location that that movie was filmed at. So you pay your admission into the Ohio State Reformatory, and then they have, you get the to tour of the building. Uh, they have three separate museums inside the building, and then you get to go to our event. Uh, we have over 90 vendor tables. Uh, we have a lot wow. of special guests, celebrity speakers. Dustin Perry will be there. Christopher St. Booth will be there. And we've got about 13 other uh, celebrities that will be there. We have speakers. So it's just a fun event. We do sweepstakes throughout the the event where you can win, win some private ghost hunts to different locations. Um, and we do a food drive, pet supply drive. And there again all the money goes back into the reformatory. Kathy and I make no money off this event and in fact we put a lot of our own money into it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. And a lot of your time and energy and love as well.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just so I just love love doing it. I just it, it, it it's nice to see people come in and laughing and having a good time. And it's good seeing the vendors selling things and they're making money. Uh, of course, you know, it's bringing a lot of people into the reformatory. So they're, they're making money on top of any other profit. So it, it is, it is a good event. Um, and then we also, we also have a, a um, VIP meet and greet that Friday night where you can go hang out with the celebrities and the speakers and a, casual fun setting, Um, and then we have a celebrity ghost hunt that Saturday night where where you can, uh, you know, kind of, like, learn how the celebrities investigate and get some tips from them.
2: So wonderful. And how can people go? How can they sign up?
0: All information uh, is on our website. It's Parasycon.com. That's P-A-R-A-P-S-Y n.com and Parapsyone is just sort for Paranormal and Psychic convention.: So we, we do have a lot of, We do have a lot of psychics there, there too, so you can come and get a reading. We've got Reiki healers, uh, tarot readers, just a bunch of different uh, readers. and like I said, it, it's a good, fun uh, event uh, for a good cause.
1: Fantastic. I'm so glad that I met both of you. And I so look forward to working with you again, and I'm so excited for this event coming up. And we'll do everything I can to help promote it. And I hope you'll come back and do this with me again soon.
0: I uh, re- really appreciate it, Sheena. And you can bet just ask us, and we'll come back on.
1: Thank you, my friend. The wonderful um, Greg and Kathy Parish Sighton 4 is coming up May 19th to May 21st. Make sure not to miss it. I'm Sheena Metal. I'm at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. I'm on social media everywhere at Sheena Metal. And if you want to know anything about me or get in touch with me for anything psychic, paranormal or otherwise, radio-related or otherwise, that's where I'm at. And, of course, we're at LiveParanormal.com and iHeartRadio.com and all of our other affiliates. And HauntedPlayground.com is the show. Until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration and know that you are loved and you are loved and you're loved by me. And I'll see you next week. I'm Sheena Metal and this is Haunted Playground.